hello and welcome. I'm Michael Litcher Richards, episode six of the WPHCCCA1 grade podcast. It's great to have your company on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Break Overcast Podcasts, and Radio Podcast Networks. Big episode today, ladies and gentlemen. We have been in a bit of a hiatus for a couple of weeks, but we have a very special guest we want to introduce to you shortly. Wherever you are, the details are the same. Message us on Instagram at WPHCCCA1, and you can find details of the program by going to anchor.fm forward slash WPHCCCA1. Well, as I mentioned off the top, we have been in a bit of a hiatus for the last couple of weeks, but we are back on board with the news that lockdown will be extended and therefore the season launch will be pushed out to join me to discuss that. And before we welcome our special guest, it's time to bring in the ever-critical Luke Gannis-Herzog for his cutting-edge analysis. Gannis, what were your thoughts with the extension of the lockdown? Well, Michael, good afternoon. Uh, I do hope you're well. Um, look, the lockdown has been, uh, you know, some people struggle more than others uh, through these sorts of periods. Um, I, for one, you know, I'm, and I, I make my apologies early to the listeners. I have been the, the party that has been, has dropped the ball in the last couple of weeks. Uh, just struggling for a bit of motivation. Want to make sure the quality is where it should be on this, this fine production. But Michael, I know you've been enjoying the lockdown. You're one that's really been thriving in the I'm not going to use the name of your house I've been told I shouldn't but but you know really enjoying lockdown um you booked in for your vaccination I'm very happy with that um thank god uh but we can move on I really am keen to get the uh the thoughts of our of our guest on this subject as well so look let's bring him in He's someone who is a new addition to our team, but my God, it feels like he's been around forever. Uh, he truly is. We say it every week. I mean, it, the culture is the most important part of our team and, and he is someone who really lies at the heart of that. I am, of course, talking about our good friend, your friend and mine, Michael William Charles Gaunt. Billy, hello. Thank you all. Pleasure to be here. And thank you especially for those very, very kind words, Yannis. A pleasure, mate. A pleasure. And, and um, look, I, I do apologise. We, we would have liked to... Michael's been pestering me to have you on for... Mm. Is, this, is this episode five, six, Michael? Where are we at? I think we're six now. Okay, that's a lot. So I think from about three onwards, Michael's been saying, Gandis, we need to get him on. Uh, so my apologies for you, to you, Billy, because I'm sorry it's taken this long to get you on. And, and we have, you know, we've, we've got a really good podcast lined out here and... and I am keen to hear about your season, um, but but let's let's go back to the the initial subject. How are you finding lockdown? Are you surviving? Lockdown has been a very weird one. I spent the first month of it completely locked in, uh, locked down, sorry, and isolated on my own. Having moved out of home in May, and my girlfriend came down to Albury to be with her parents, Ooh. I was mm. completely alone for a month and living off the Olympics, more or less, to keep my yeah, good. Um, yeah, sorry, Billy. I just, I just, Candice, can you just turn yourself in, please? <laughs> did you pick that up yeah. oh we picked it up all right <laughs> perfect is, so I'm, is, that I might just, uh, is that the end we poisoned katie before again <laughs> yeah correct correct, <laughs> correct. <laughs> exactly right i've just closed the door I, I am terribly sorry for that 
Uh, I do live on a main road, as we all know, so this is uh, there's only one person to blame here, um, and that is my poisoned wife. <laughs> Some context may be appropriate, but I'm also happy to just let people assume their own opinions on that. Mm. Figure out <laughs> but, no, uh, no. context is unnecessary. To continue on with your question, Gannis, I actually I, I came down to Albury about three weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. Ironically, I. I got out of Sydney to avoid the lockdown and then ended yep. up getting locked down in okay. regional South Wales anyway. But I, I did get a week to have a round of golf, uh, trim a horrendous haircut down and actually go out in public. So it has been quite nice since I've been down here. That must be nice, seeing people, um, people is under- socialising. <laughs> so where are it's you? It's a real... In the Riverina? Uh, Albury, so right on the border. Which is an, it's also an Albury. Wait, even now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And you can't come back because you're diseased. Well, everyone's diseased now, I guess. Yes, including me. Some may say when I'm down here, I, there's a definitely a, a bit of a brief look when when you say you're from Sydney down here. It's a yeah, yeah. I'm sure you get a few raised eyebrows and uh, and people asking you to put your mask back on, please. You exactly. diseased individual. And naturally, when when you say that, someone does make a COVID joke, and you have to you have to laugh and acknowledge oh, oh. you've heard it 25 times that day. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, oh, it's still funny. No, it is. It is. It's funny every time you hear it, and uh, you know, I, I, I can't stress that enough. But Billy, we'll move on. I, I, as I said, you're a, a new addition to the A1 Brotherhood, hmm. uh, but someone who's really hit their straps early. Before we talk about your role in the A1 team, I'd like to, you know, and and Michael will back me up here. I don't keep up on the lower grades too much certainly not as much as i should but i'd love to hear about your journey to the a1 team you know where you started mm. the, the you know the grades you played a little synopsis of mm. of the life that is bcg prior to a1 uh how far back do you want to go because my, my journey all with... the way william Ooh, that's all the way I guess the most recent is the journey with WPHCCC has been, it's, it's a quite a short one, having only played okay. one season before coming into A1s. I played it in A2s. I did quit grade cricket the week before mm. the started the previous year. Mm. At that point, the Western Suburbs head coach left me on red, which is probably fair. Um, <laughs> That's his last, really. But anyway, it, it was a pretty brief decision. But I uh, played the year in A2s. I think JP had a chat to me, actually. When he found out I was coming back to the club, I assume RT, the great man, had told him. Um, but I did, want, I did want to get that one year just to play in the A2s team because I'm quite good friends with about five or six guys from that team. So I did just want that one year to have that social aspect with them and just sure. play and that team and then happy to move into A1s from there. And it has been a, a very, very good move. But I am quite glad I did get that initial year in A2s, mostly to burgle a few runs, to be honest, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the social aspect. Because I don't well, it, is, it is all about having fun and making yourself look good down in A2s. Exactly. Um, I think all three of us can uh, can attest to the fact that we've all been guilty of that at mm. one time or another. Um, I didn't. I honestly didn't realise you'd only played for West Penno for two seasons. <laughs> I genuinely did think you'd come up through the grades. I was a junior, but I left in about the under-13s, and this is quite controversial about me, is I, I became a Kenhurst junior. Oh, he is. I'm actually on the wall at Kenhurst Park's pavilion for a premiership, which is really yes, I am the C1s of 2012 2013. Wow, it's yeah, let's wrap it up. It's a a bit of a dark history, but (laughs) nevertheless, 
and we have to live with it. So we move on. Okay. Uh, so Kenthurst to grade back to West Pennant Hills. Yeah, that that's the long story short. I was in grade it's, for five years. It's coming grade. home. It is coming home. I, I spent five years in grade and it's an interesting one because while you love cricket and whilst you really focus on training, grade mm. cricket is the best place to be. But as soon as you kind of fall out of the, the habit and the rhythm and the interest, it just, it, it plummets. <laughs> and that was what happened for me in the last season. I couldn't get to training. Um, and I was never the kind of person who could afford to not train and perform mm. really, really well in the mid grades. Mm. And so that added to it. And then I think, I was at, like I said, I was actually going to play this following season at West, which would have been nineteen twenty, but then we got like we had our trial game cancelled the week before the season, and I went to go and watch Nap's team play in like the third grade T twenty, and I don't know what made it happen, but I kind of just thought actually this is what I want to do, and then mm-hmm. had a chat to RT that night in quick grade the following day, and as mentioned previously, got left on red. <laughs> yeah, good. Nice. Well, as I say, it's their loss really. Billy, I mean, uh, you've been a great pickup for our club or re-pick up for our club. And uh, and I, for one, couldn't be happier. So, fuck what, them. What, what um, undermines that is it was an excellent decision to leave. I didn't have my time so at true. work. But I have also very much loved my time at the WPHCCC. Hmm. Well, that's, that is an absolute <laughs> pleasure to hear. Michael, I'd, I'd be interested before we get too oh. deep. I, I know you've probably got some questions for our... Yeah, I was just going to um, I was just going to build on the on the history because um, you mentioned that um, JP had a chat to you about uh, about A grade. Um, what were your thoughts on on the A grade team? I think this will this will ladder into another question that I've got after this. But what were your initial thoughts on the A grade side? I didn't know heaps about the A grade side. I knew a lot of names, so people like Cam. I actually worked with Tiz at the time that I was leaving, so I was having a few chats with Tiz at the time about it. I think at brown cars. Sorry? At Brown Cars? Uh, no, I have a, my business is called something different to Brown Cars. <laughs> maybe I can't say that. Large-nosed vehicles. Yes, that's the one. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I had the same opinion that a lot of the low grades do, whereas it's definitely a very different culture. I mm. think only the other grades, it's very, very... It's kind of hard to describe it. It's very social. Culture mm. great. Everyone has a lot of fun, but this team's culture really is something else. And I think a lot of people from the lower grades look at our team culture and go, that looks a bit rare, but it looks funny. I think until you're actually part of that culture, that's when you go, yeah, this is sick. But from an outside perspective, it can, I think, look a little bit rare. Mm. Well, yeah. I'd, well, I'd it's probably because it is, I reckon. Yeah. 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 I'd probably agree with that. We, um, we didn't know you, Billy. Um, mm. uh, and really until probably the gap in uh, the season two or, or two years ago versus the season last year, and we started to, to talk more. I think we saw you at the sport a bit, and yeah. um, there was a big a big rap on you. But we uh, we actually played you for for the very first time in a T twenty semi final, oh, yes. um, and that's mm. where uh, that's where we yeah we were first introduced to you. And I can remember I don't know if you remember this, Gannis. I can remember uh, Andy Meekle, who was your captain that day. Um, was talking to us prior saying we've got this gun as a wicket keeper. Um, not gunning. <laughs> no, but he is a, uh, he's a very, very good batsman. Um, again, so I don't know if you had any thoughts from that, from that day. I remember. So uh, photos, was this the photos. day at Greenway? Yeah. Was it Greenway? I, 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 yeah. I got, I got out LBW to Meeks and there's a yeah. photo of Billy Gaunt behind the stump screaming his lungs out and clearly it's going over the top. <laughs> 
don't know if you remember that, Billy, but Perfect. I haven't put on it. <laughs> so it's a, you say it's a role reversal from you typically rolling those. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I, look, my my memories that day were so it was the first intra club I'd played in many many years, and I do remember the big rap Miki gave BCG. He's oh, this new guy. He's come from grade. He's pretty good, you know. He's, you know, we're we're gonna hang on to him. He's gonna be gonna do great things. Um, but my my pervading memory from that day is giving that old bloke a send off when I really shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, was so I don't really a- have much to add on a BCG front, but I just my takeaway was I was an absolute flog that day. So mm. that was What's that guy's that, name. Was it the guy who got bowled middle stump trying to heave one over cow corner for six? No, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that it, one. Was, it was Andrew Morris, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. yeah, opener, and he pulled a hammy or something. Oh, yeah. he- and did, I think did Phil let him have a runner? Yep. That's yeah, I think so. Yep. I, yep. Yeah, no, I, I think I either bowled him or I had him LB or something, and I carried on like a pork chop. So Andrew, if you hear this, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a little belated, but and I am derailing the conversation somewhat to make it all about me, and I'm good at that. But uh, yeah, look, if you do hear this, apologies for that. Um, There's a lot I'll of save things- it all for Barrera this year. There's a lot of things I do remember from that game, which are quite interesting. The first one is Tiz hit a reverse sweep for like six or something. <laughs> and then he also, very Tiz thing to do. He also put KT over the trees for one of the biggest sixes I think I've actually ever seen. Like, huge, enormous. He can hit a big ball, Tiz, when he wants to. Uh, it was He's quite a, a fun game, though. I also um, I remember specifically Krang sometime last season. I didn't actually know this at the time, but... He, I think he'd heard a similar rap that Andy Meikle gave me and, and he decided that he didn't like me as a person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I actually got out to Cam trying to hit him for six and naturally <laughs> about 20 metres caught him mid-on and he gave me a huge send-off for it too. Mm. It, there were a lot of send-offs in that intra club, like way more than there should have been that mm. day. Um, yeah. I, I do remember hitting Phil over cover for a couple of bounce four though, which is quite nice. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm just looking at the scorecard for that day just to try and refresh my mind. Well, before Michael, you do, does it, does it surprise you? Does it surprise I know exactly. You that right. we, we, we didn't put our scorecard in, so it's just <laughs> Meeks's team's results. I know. Oh no! I, I, yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. But the other thing that uh, I thought you were going to say was it was the only day Alex Robinson got any any runs. Um, oh, he got like 40-odd, didn't he? He got 62. Uh, wow. but, yeah, 40-odd. Well, it's yeah, well, it's 40 more than what he usually gets when he plays for us. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he really held the team together that day, I think, from memory. I remember batting with him that day. Things were getting a bit tight from memory. Alex Robinson, he was on the other team. Yeah, Robbo was with us. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. <laughs> My bad. Oh, Gandis. I, I, have, I have memories of batting with Robbo at Greenway. Clearly wasn't that day. Apologies. Oh, look, we'll move on. We won by uh, quick, quick singles, Michael. Yes, quick singles. Um, well, uh, well segue there, again. Uh, this is mm. our great segment, which I came up with. Uh, <laughs> where we ask our guests uh, a couple of rapid fire questions just to get to know them, know them a bit better. Uh, Billy, mm. what is your best batting ever? Uh, 101. Mm. Made best, uh, best bowling? Uh, well, I think I've got about 20 overs in total recorded on my cricket, but I think I took a three for one in the under 13s. 
Nice. Having said that, I did actually bowl in A2s last year. I got six overs in one game and did take one for 18. But there was a miscatch and a misstumping. So, Rob, <laughs> uh, Most dismissals in a match? I've never been one to get heaps. I think it would be about four, but I've done it numerous times. Okay. I think I've ever uh, got a striker. Um, most talented player you've played with? Is this a West WPHCCC question? Any, no, I no, think no, just so. general. No, 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 I think so, because who the fuck cares about Kenthurst? And okay. I don't know anyone from Western Districts or whatever the I was gonna say, club you played for. I wouldn't have anyone from Kenthurst high up on this. Yeah, team, good. To be perfectly honest. I think Correct. if we're talking solely West Pano players, I think A. Robinson would have to be up there. It's been said numerous times on this podcast previously, but in terms of just talent and the way he looks when he's batting, very, very mm. good. I'd also throw in Andrew Meikle up that list. I think yeah. one of the most difficult kinds of bowling to face and also keep to is just a fast leggy who does turn them, but also has a very, very, very good variation. So I think yeah. I'd throw those two up there. He does have a good wrong one, Max. Very good wrong one. Un- unpickable. In a, in a game of eight twos, he actually bowled his father with his wrong one that Ben had taught him, which was quite a funny one. For a golden duck. Suck it, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Billy Gaunt as a cricketer in one word? Plucky. I'd say plucky. Mm. Like that. Um, who is your favourite all-time cricketer? Adam Gilchrist. The reason I started keeping. Really? Oh. Mm. Love the great man. Nice. And uh, any advice for younger fans? Mm. Ooh, a lot. I, I did like Cam the other week when he said, don't listen to batsmen when you're mm. bowling. But... I think, I think enjoy the game as much as possible. We've said it a lot where I think the standard of cricket and everything like that, that's good. But being part of a good team with good culture where you know you're going to have a laugh, even if you get rolled for 54 in a semi-final, um, for example, is probably the best thing mm. you can do. So just make sure wherever you're playing, just make sure you enjoy it. Mm. Well said. You, well really, said. you can really tell BCG's played great because the media training that they receive God. is really coming to the fore, isn't it? It's chalk and cheese from our last game. Just saying, saying all the right things about all the right people. Credit yeah, to the boys. Nothing negative. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yannis, yeah, I hope you don't mind. I'll just jump in here. Just uh, I have a, a viewer question or a listener question um, mm. that's uh, that's been submitted for you, Billy. Uh, the the question is: Were you were you happy that your twelve month campaign for Gunny to come into A grade while fielding next to Wu was successful? <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll be a great fit for the culture. I think it'll be a very good signing. I think he'll score some runs. I think the bowling, the bowling's not necessary, thankfully, but good. I think there will be some runs scored and there will be lots of fun had. Good. Good. What's it? What was? I, look, I, I'll be the first to put my hand up. I've, I've been Gunny and I have played in the same club for a very long time. I don't know too much about him. Can you tell me a bit about Gunny as a person? Because I know. You guys are quite close. Not in a weird way, just just quite close. No, no, it's, it's a weird way. Um, okay, good, yep. No, I think... <laughs> I think it is, he's very competitive in the sport. I, I don't think I've seen many people hate losing as much as Gunny does. Um, he, he is He'll quite, fit in well. Yeah, he, he is quite an emotional person. Um, the immediate story there that comes to mind is when he got a bad LBW in the B1s grand final a couple of years ago and kicked his batting gloves onto the second tier, a second story of Kenthurst Pavilion. <laughs> oh, my God, he's Gav. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 it's a perfect fit. He will fill the Gav Taylor shoes quite well. Um, 
not as much in terms of blow-ups. It will be a very, very minor kind of Gav Taylor. Literally, your your box will be safe. <laughs> <laughs> but he is a very emotional person. He'll do whatever it takes to win, but he'll also have fun doing it and, and will definitely take part in the culture and the the beers at the Sporto kind of vibes. Nice. Good. Nice. Uh, were you upset, Billy, that, that Gav hung up the boots? Mm. I've heard a lot of stories about Gav and how good he was. Uh, sorry, he, how good he is, I should say. <laughs> you can say was. It's going to be a shame to see Gav go. He's got a very high reputation amongst the clubs, been here for so long, and does provide a lot of stories for everyone else and also very, very good Instagram content. So it will be a Oh, yeah. Uh, what's your favourite pizza? Uh, pizza? My yeah. favourite pizza? Yeah. It is a barbecue meat lovers. Okay, good. Good to know. Noted. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we'll um, move on. One, uh, one question that we always pose to the, to the guests, especially when you're, you're new or you don't know this person very well, is um, your thoughts slash relationship with the captain, Phil Worth. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because I think uh, from the outside, in, he can seem quite quirky and you know a bit rough around the edges. Um, what was your initial thoughts of him? And then you obviously stood next to him for... 95% of the, the time because he doesn't like to come out of first slip um, no. except to bowl himself. Mm. What, what, what were your thoughts? I feel, I think Phil's great, to be honest. It's, it takes this very specific kind of person to just make someone feel comfortable in a team instantly. I think I definitely got mm. that with Phil. He, he goes out of his way to make sure that you're comfortable and that everyone gets around you, introduces himself, has a bit of a chat to you really early on. I felt that from... Even the first game that I played this season before at the Glade, I think it was, mm. against um, Kissing Point. It, my first experience of this team was I rocked up to the Glade. Everyone was out in the middle and in unison, Phil Collins is Billy, don't you lose my number. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this day. Yes. Yeah. So that was a great day. And I think it, it takes a special kind of person to set up that kind of culture within a team. So with, with Phil, I was instantly comfortable. And he always makes you laugh. So I don't think you'd more want more in a captain, to be perfectly honest. You know, Billy, that, that day you, you took a you took a catch down the leg side off my bowling, um, yeah. which Barry McDonald gave out, which I, I don't yeah. think was out. Didn't even get close. But you instantly won me that day because keepers in the past that we've had do not move down the leg side. Um, <laughs> oh, so for you to... That's, that's, not fair. that's not fair to Elmac. I think Elmac oh. moves very well down the leg side. He just doesn't move his feet. So it's, it's, all, it's all very spectacular. Or is BCG, and it's probably look we we've talked about BCG's ability as a cricketer, it's probably specifically his batting. But I think, and and forgive me for saying, but I, I think a real the, the real value add for BCG, uh, despite being the best batsman in the team, is also his wicket keeping. Because mm-hmm. uh, we look, we we've had some great wicket keepers in the past. Uh, don't get me wrong, but but I think BCG and um, you know his ability has really been a step up for us. And and Michael, I'm sure you'll back me up here, but I've never felt safer. Uh, as a bowler, steaming in, uh, angry or not, um, you know, with BCG standing behind the stumps, if there's going to be an over down leg side, I know that they'll all get caught. Um, and certainly, I, I can't think of too many times where he's, he's dropped a chance off either of us, off any of us. Yeah, I'm, I'll jinx myself with that because I actually didn't show a chance last year. Oh, don't say that. I'm sorry, I had to. I, it's also, I didn't take a stumping last year for the first time in like eight seasons. Yeah, we did have really well, we yeah. have a, a good spinner though. That was yeah. Well, like, there's probably only one person to blame. There is is the 
main spinner we went to. Anyway, look, let's, let's move on. I do believe that. I think Elmac or Effie or maybe even Robbo filled in like the second week of the game where I played week one and took like three stumpings there. Yeah. Just yeah. It's Gav's fault. Um, yeah, I think I think the keeping has been an absolute revelation, and uh, and it's probably you know we talk a lot about the cartel and and our amazing abilities on this podcast, but you know you're only we're only as good as uh, as as Billy makes us look. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, oh, look, I for one just want to say thanks, Billy. The uh, the checks in the mail and mm. um, keep it keep on keeping on, my friend. Oh, thank you very I'll much. see you next season. I think my key thing has always been better than my batting. It's always been my trophy. Well, well I, I, I think you do both very, very well. Mm. And um, I'm sure that um, you've listened to the, the earlier uh, episodes where uh, we have broke or broken the news that you will be moving up the order this year. Yes. What are you, mm. are you excited about that? Were you disappointed that you were too far down last year? Uh Yes and no. I liked it a lot of times, but also didn't like it other times. It was like it would when I had to bat with the tail and we were losing wickets. It wasn't great. However, there was also times. Hey, whoa. whoa, 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 whoa! Gannis, you scored many runs. I was referring to others. No. <laughs> okay. But, thank you. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> it was I, like the day we played Hornsgate Parklands. It was a really good time to come in. The it, like it was nice and early. The paces were still on. The seams and the shine were off the ball. And I could just plug away even though we were losing some wickets. But then there's other times where in the semi-final, for example, when I came in at five for about six, whatever it was, we're facing a very, very new ball and a very, very uh, <laughs> up and about C. Lawrence, who did, <laughs> who did dismiss me for a duck that day. Mm. Uh, so I think, yeah, hit and miss. And I think it's going to be the same batting four. I'm excited to get the chance to go up the order and come in a bit earlier. But I also think... My biggest weakness with the bat has always been facing a swinging ball. So I think that's something I'll have to work on. But I think the match day experience will really help there. But I'm quite excited. I think it'll, I'm hoping he'll go well. Mm. Yeah, well said. I was going to say, bold of you to, to go into your weaknesses on, on air. But then yeah. I just remembered no one, no one from any other club uh, listens to this at all. So I'm sure you're Well, excited. remember, I thought that one in the match reports that no one ever read them from other clubs. And then there was that big hoo-ha with Barrera. Um, who, I, who, Michael, who, I do recall that actually. Yeah, yeah. Billy, you would Why know did this. you do that? I, I don't know, but I have, I've heard the story. Is that the afternoon tea? It's the afternoon tea yeah. comments. Yeah. Um, all I was doing was quoting Phil in I that. Can't believe um, you did that in that uh, in that uh, in that article. But the next day, oh boy, phone calls and emails from Ross and really everyone in, on the uh, WPH CCCCC executive uh, executive team wanted uh, wanted a piece of me. Um, which is which is funny because now now I think about it and I've never really made this connection before. So obviously mm. you draft the match report every Sunday, uh, every Saturday evening after a couple of beverages, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But that's something I've never really thought about is that match report was published in its entirety. Yeah, there was, proofreads everything. He does. Yeah, and there was so a lot of clearly, clearly it, it's got through the the gate. Uh, yeah. Ross either hasn't read it or has just given you the benefit of the doubt. I'm not sure which, but at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that it's only mostly your fault. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that he always trusted. I think I built up a high level of trust in in the report, so I'm not even sure he read it or he just submitted it. Yeah. But then the times <laughs> after that, for seriously, for for like six or seven matches after that, everything got proofread and there were things that were taken out. And, <laughs> Yeah, um, it's interesting to see what happens there. We have a bit of a game with a few of the guys and B1s and stuff and even C2s where 
you see just what you can get past Roscoe in a match of four. He once published a quote of mine from A2s where I actually called Andrew Morris a pedo. <laughs> and then I think, yeah, so he mustn't read them. Yeah, oh, I, I feel bad about the send off at all. Certain people, and I think Stu Fee, the ones, even got in a joke about the Twin Towers. It was oh, God. the worst oh, batting collapse since the Twin Towers fell, or something like that. And <laughs> that one goes through the I can't believe people think we're bad people. Yeah, B ones are down there just just doing hate crimes. Yeah. With the, yeah, after, the afternoon tea, though, was, was that a thing in A grade back in the day? Because obviously we no, don't do it, do it no. now. No, so uh, it's a grade a, thing. Well, Barrera put on an afternoon tea for us, and it was it was like a fruit platter and some shapes and that. And um, mm. Phil made the joke. Like, we went upstairs, and, you know, it's like Barrera. It's always so frosty between us. Mm. We went upstairs and kind of stood at opposite ends of the room. Um, and Phil just said to a few of us, "That's that's the worst af- this is the worst afternoon tea I've, I've ever been to. Um, we all had a bit of a we all had a bit of a gill, and then I just quoted him in the report, and then yeah, the uh, yeah the the reaction was was massive. It was very very awkward. The uh, the next because it was day one, so day we started to go there back there for day two. Um, Did the spread improve for day two? No, so no spread was put on <laughs> day was two. No that, was, that was noted in the in the day two match report. Um, <laughs> but they wanted me to write an apology um, to the Barrera Club, um, and that's probably still in the mail. Uh, but even, I was going to say, did you, did you, sorry, did you put pen to paper on that? Uh, I'll say yes, but no. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Speaking of Barrera, Smallhorn out. New, uh, new captain for Barrera. Yeah, Tin Man. Tin mm. Man's the, um, the, the captain now. Do we know? Uh, so all that, all that really means is he'll open the bowling in bowl 13 straight. Um, mm. And I guess not much else will change. And I guess we just send in Phil to start charging him. Again, <laughs> the trees. I, I, uh, do you reckon Smallhorn will still play, or do you reckon he'll step down completely? Because I, 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 I agree with Nathan's point about a strong potential for some wide anthem. Mm. Uh, well, I think yeah. I think I, I did see the media release from Barara CC, CCC, um, and it did say that I think he will continue on as part of the. Uh, as part of the team, I'd love mm. to know the reasons for him stepping down. Far be it from from us to, you know, do any form of conjecture or speculation on this mm. fine podcast. But yeah. I, I would really like to know the reasons for Smallhorn stepping down. Uh, Jack, if you hear this, uh, welcome to come on and discuss it in uh, in greater detail. I'm not sure whether Barrera has this sort of platform, but you're welcome to come on. I don't have He's a good. He likes his horse racing. We could, we could talk uh, spring carnival and. Yeah, actually, we'll, we'll just maybe maybe Smallhorn's tipping corner or something. <laughs> just get him on as a recurring guest every week. Yeah. You're one of those things where you give him like fifty bucks a week to bet on. <laughs> oh, he won't be paid. <laughs> no, no, you don't actually give him the money. It's a... oh, Phil might pay. Talk to Phil. Yeah, we bet. There's oh, someone that loves cricket though. Like he he's paid as a journalist, a horse racing journalist. Oh. Yeah, and on Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, you know, Derby Day. He's out there in the field. <laughs> anyway, anyway, move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Pass. Um, okay, I've got a I've got a listener question here, Billy, for you, and yeah. I'm going to read it verbatim. Um, so here we go. Uh, who do you miss most in the off season, and why is it Gavin Taylor? 
I think I've kind of already answered that question to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> the, the emotion, the the change room blow ups, the the having to buy new equipment midweek because you've destroyed it on a Saturday. Yeah. I just think, yeah, a lot of character. He also does love a bit of a, a shirt off and a boogie to the songs pre-game, which I, which I do respect a lot. I don't I don't well, think he's renowned for just getting his shirt off. Yeah, pre, pre-game. Pre game. Pre-game and also in limo. Billy, what were your thoughts yeah. on that very first uh, yeah, the off-season session we all had. Yeah, that was an excellent night. Another night where there's, there's so many stories and probably too many to discuss here. And also the ambulance quote was discussed at length <laughs> in the previous episode. Um, I think, yeah, I, what random? Like what? Like, Billy, did you need an ambulance that night? Um, I, early days, I thought maybe, but I didn't. <laughs> I think. The fact that we jumped straight into a game of trivia where you had to know a lot about the other people and if you didn't, you had to... (laughs) (laughs) As as an immediate disadvantage. Yeah. I I wasn't able to name your condition, but I was able to describe it. However, that that wasn't paid out as an answer. Yeah, which which is probably unfair to you, considering you'd known me for about two weeks at that point. Yeah, correct. um, But if, if I had been the quiz master you would have been given that point. But obviously Phil is was trying to get you drunk so he could Yes, yes anyway. he was. I think he, he tried to he tried to act nice and he, I was like, this is a straight spoon. He said, no it's not. I mixed Midori and vodka. So he tried to claim it was a mixer. <laughs> 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 two spirits. But I think this oh my God, what a night. Like that was an absolute cracker. What I a think. night. I, I didn't yeah. really know the plan. I just knew we were getting in a limo and I thought we were going out to a pub or something, but we went to an Indian restaurant. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a bit random, but my God, what a feed and what a I night. Can't, I can't, I, I'm interested to know how the leadership team, and obviously I'm part of that this season, as we know, but interested to know how the leadership team uh, one-ups last year, because they mm. set the bar very high. Richard, do you have any insight on... Well, I don't want to give too much away. We have discussed in a, it. In a post-COVID world. We have discussed a little bit of it. Um, mm. And yeah, look, I don't want to give too, I wanna, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. Um mm. I think to weigh in there, Litcher, I think maybe the missed trick was going to Terry Hills for dinner and not detouring via the pitch and putt court. Pitch and putt, yeah. Massively, yeah. Okay, so there is room for improvement. But Litcher, you don't have anything for us at this this early stage? of No, look, the initial discussions are that we we will do something um, and that it does want to be – we do want to make it bigger than than last year. Mm. Um, That's scary. Last year was quite big. It was just, you know, we were back at the sport at about 10 p.m. Mm. So maybe, yeah, yeah, it was quite an early one. Then we just, we did when? Kick and obviously end up back in the After creature. dinner? Yeah, straight back to the sport. Yeah. Actually? Yeah. Yeah. And then we went to the creature oh. house after that. That was, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Phil threw the pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And Archie then... was there. And, <laughs> and then two weeks nice. later. Two weeks later, what are we going to do now? We, we don't have a creature house this year. <laughs> Just on the pretzels. Two weeks later, I get a Snapchat from Jed, <laughs> who's moved his couch out to vacuum and realised there's all these crushed pretzels. I was there when you tipped out. I don't know whether it was on purpose or not, but when, when those pretzels, I was there when the pretzels were spilled. <laughs> and the look on your face of... No, we'll just, it'll be right. Just it don't was, worry about it, guys. 
It was because I asked Wolf okay. for a pretzel and said, oh, can you throw me the... And he threw the bowl at me. <laughs> well, to be fair, you are the wicketkeeper. <laughs> I needed more webbing between my hands because I did drop... <laughs> Don't we all? I guess, I guess I didn't drop all... I didn't take all my chances last year. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Apologies, Ed. You jinxed it. Um, goodness me. So, that, look, that's the off-field. Um, and, and look... As you say, Billy, there were dozens and dozens of off-field antics and moments last year that we've touched on in in previous episodes, and I'm sure there'll be more that come to the fore. Is there anything else on the off-field side that that really was a highlight for you? Yes, but I think too much to discuss. Let's keep the viewers interested. I think that was just... What about about on-field? Gannis's bucks would count as an off-season thing, wouldn't it? That's my first ever bucks party. I don't know if that was a cricket function, but yeah, I guess a lot of the cricket people were there. Apologies if you didn't get an invite, but I wasn't in charge of the invite list, so you can no, take it up with Michael. Uh, everyone in the cricket. Side I know, I know you were there, BCG, but I'm just saying to any listeners who didn't get an invite that feel a bit upset that they didn't, you can take it up with Michael. Um, that was very much his domain. I think, but we'll uh, move on from we'll move on from Gux. Um, yeah. On field. Can you give me maybe a, a couple of highlights for you personally and, and maybe for the team that you felt were, you know, moments that you'll really cherish forever? Yeah. I think my season itself was kind of like our teams in a way. It started off quite positive and then kind of just didn't really maintain traction after that. But sure. having said that, it was a very, very disrupted season and that didn't help at all. I think as I've mentioned before, I can't really – I don't really perform well unless I'm doing a bit of training. And so sure. it was even a time where like between, well, it took three months or something for me to actually bat. I think I batted once before Christmas. Mm. And so come mid-January, you haven't hit balls for five weeks and you mm. go against Barrera. And I just, I don't think I've ever looked worse <laughs> in an instant, perfectly honest. However, I still beat my previous high score against him of zero. So yeah, but I think that, that the first time we were in the field together against Golston Glenory is both, I think a personal and team highlight. I took a couple of good catches that day, both one-handers, and we rolled through quite a good team and got the win um, that game against, like I said, a very, very strong team. Um, was, that did... like, was that the game that we won on the last ball when we were bowling at Kenton? No. No. <laughs> that was the season before. Yeah. Uh, was, no, it no, might have been. Uh, that, that was the day that you head-butted Pat Lawrence for four, Gandis. Uh, yep, okay. Well, that's not, again, we've been over that, but that wasn't my yeah. fault. Um, Sorry, I think, BCG, I and then also probably the next personal highlight would be the one against Hornsby at Parkins. Um, mm. so first time I batted an A1s so to get to get some runs, get us out of a tricky position was good. And then mm. also I think just a team highlight that day, the way that the cartel just ripped through week two and we were done by like three o'clock, <laughs> which is yeah. how, how there's no better way to spend a Saturday than winning by 3 p.m. I don't think. Absolutely. So I think, good. I think with the team just – other highlights, I think just everyone's due. And that's what I'm excited for next season. I think last season was very disrupted. I think a lot of people got very unlucky. Mm. Um, apart from Litcher with his LBW appeals, obviously. <laughs> I think there was a lot of bad luck. Jamaican, I felt like he got seven bad LBW decisions just to himself. So he's yep. due some runs. I think Asman's going to have a great year. Etsy's definitely due some runs. Gannis is due some wickets. Tiz, my word, did he bowl well for no reason. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think, yeah, lots of team highlights, lots of personal ones, but I'm very, very excited for this year if it does finally get underway. Excellent. Excellent. And look, you've just touched on it there, but it's a question that we ask every guest. Um, can you give me the, the person, and it can be yourself, 
because modesty is is a virtue that not everyone has, and that's okay. But uh, can you give me the one person that you're really excited to see next season? Excited to see, you know, what they do and how they perform? Yeah, there's a lot. I'm trying to pick someone who hasn't been picked before because I think I'm excited for everyone and a lot of people to do well. I think I'm going to pick Jamaican for this one. Mm, yeah. I'm really alluded to the fact that I'm excited because I think Effie's due. I think um, Asman's going to have a great year with the bat. But I'm really excited for Jamaican because he show, he he battled real hard last year. It felt like most of the times he opened the batting, he'd get 18, but bat for two hours, see the shine off the ball, do all yeah. the hard yards just to get a bad LBW. So I think him coming in down the middle order, I think he's going to be really, really strong in the middle of a collapse because we all know mm. we will have a collapse. So I think Jamaican's going to be quite crucial and have a good year just seeing a bit of a rock in the middle order there. I think bowling-wise, I think it's got to be either Tiz or Gannis. I think Gannis, without you cycling on a Saturday morning, I'm very excited to see what you're doing this year. And then I think just Tiz again. Tiz to build off last year and hopefully just get an ounce of luck. I think he's going to have a huge year too. And wasn't Tiz good opening the bowling last year? Mm. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he good? Scary. Scary, Brown, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, Um, I am excited to see how not being very fatigued uh, impacts my performance. Mm. Um, yes, I, BCJ. I almost asked you if you wanted to go to the Nets, but then I remembered you're in Albury. So uh, let's scratch that. When oh, when's yeah. uh, are you planning on coming back up to Sydney as soon as able, or is it going to be a you'll just come up for the first game, or what's the what's the go? I think it'll be the same as what we did last year because we did the same for lockdown when it happened last year. Mm. I think as soon as we get the wind of lockdowns ending, there's a bit of normality. I think I'll probably come back up. Uh, um, so I think that'll be the case. I'll definitely be up well and before round one, um, but it might be, this is off very off cricket topic, but um, in terms of getting a vaccine, I'm not sure what the process is because having being a Sydney resident, I don't want to walk into a GP down here and instantly get reported and told no. Mm. Which has actually I, happened I, don't, to I don't think you will. Is that it, a thing? It happened to one of my work friends, her ex-boyfriend. She got a call saying, why is he in the country? Because he'd gone to a GP and the GP just got straight onto the, the police or the government or service New South Wales or whatever. So I think I just need oh. a, a bit of a chat about what my opportunities are because I do want to get vaccinated, but I might have to do it back good. home. But we'll see. Yeah, good call. Good call. I think, you know, uh, our thoughts on vaccination on this podcast are very, very uh, well known. Uh, obviously, Literally, and I both support full vaccination. Uh, you know, I've I've had my first one. Michael, have you? Uh, can you just remind? Have you been? Have you had your first one yet? I have not had my first one yet. No. Ah, okay. All right. Is that is that booked in yeah. for at any time? Didn't you listen to our our prime minister? It's not a race. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I think it is a race. As I look, like this this is going to top and tail the podcast very well. I think, but. Not everyone enjoys lockdown as much as you, Michael. And I'm, well, I'll just, you say that. I'll, leave, I'll tell you that for free. You say that, but I'm really not enjoying it. I would much rather yes. be out uh, going to the Nets. Mm. Like we did last year, going to the Nets, going back to the Creature House or someone's house. And... I think um, we'll Is actually that... be able to Can exercise. We... Sorry, I don't know if the... Let's, let's move on from that very quickly. Mm. I don't know whether that's okay. Uh, look, we'll continue on. Um, what is that? I'm okay? sure you read... You read... Well, I... Was that COVID compliant last year? Last year, yeah, yeah. Before the before the season started, yeah. Okay, before good. Around. I I just I don't think it's like the the um, you know the things we were, we were admitting to on field last week that the statute of limitations had run out on, for example. So, 
I think um, moving on. As soon as the restrictions start to ease, I think Litchie will actually probably be able to net together if there's still yeah. like the radius, given that we now have both moved down into similar areas. So, mm. are you in? Are you in Pimble, BCG? Oh, yes. Oh, good. I'll be. Well, all three of us will be able to. I'm, I'm moving back to Lower Gosford at some point in the next six months. So, well, even uh, I could set something up at North Taramara. Mm. Yeah, that might be long. nice. That might be nice. I'm sure Phil could come on down um, if he can find time between tennis matches. But you know, um, anyway, look, we're getting sidetracked. Michael, yeah. have you got anything else for BCG? Well, we've got the stuff up. We've got the stuff. Yeah, it's you. I know you're looking to wrap it up. It's almost like I tried. It's it's almost like I tried to wrap it up and and not get the stumper in this mm. week. Yeah, so but that wouldn't be the case. Yeah, so the the score to beat here, Billy. Three random questions about a match in your in your career. Uh, yes. The score to beat is one and a half, which oh. is Jackson Pretty. Last was that life. Which was last week. Prior to that, uh, I think the only score was one. Um, mm. So I've had people come on and, and fail. No one has got um, more than three, so no one really knows about them themselves uh, that well. Yes, yeah, so um, I have a weird memory with these kind of things, so I'm, I'm quietly confident okay. here, especially okay. to beat the one. I think, Gandis, did you get one or zero? Oh, I got zero, BCG, but let's not dwell. Okay. I'm happy to get a half then, I reckon, overall. I, get, I can almost guarantee you, BCG, that your game that you get quizzed on won't be from the 2011-12 season. <laughs> well, if it, has to, if it has to be a West Pano one, it has to be either pre-2009 <laughs> or post-19. So Yeah, well, it, it is West Pano. I like your odds. Uh, we are going to a one-day match, Kookaburra Cup, on the 28th of September 2019. West Pano oh. Hills Blue versus... Uh, your old rivals, Upper Hills. My first game. Your first game. Honestly. Um, so just for the listeners at home, Westman Hills batted first, uh, tossed one by Kenthurst. Don't get me started on that. They sent Westman Hills in. Seven for 185, Westman Hills got off to 35 overs and they defeated Kenthurst, who just managed to get 139. So... Lost by about 40-odd uh, runs. BC Gaunt was in this side. He batted number three. Billy, your first question, who was the captain on that day for your side? Michael Fiedler. Michael Fiedler is correct. Yeah. One from one. And he was at the AFL Grand Final. EWS win, uh, lose by about 100. Yeah, see, I thought I'd get you there. I thought, because uh, I did some prior research that Gunny was the captain of that yeah, uh, that season. So um, that was You guys were affected by that too. Wasn't there like seven people who all went to Melbourne? That day, yeah. Who no, I, I, I wasn't in Melbourne that. I actually, I've, I've never been to Melbourne. I don't think. Yeah, I think. Um, certainly not I, in September. I certainly was in Melbourne in that on that day, and I remember, um, I remember spotting someone in the crowd as, uh, as Richmond ran out onto the ground. Um, I'll put the, uh, I'll put the video on the socials. Mm. Um, you had the Morris's uh, AT player ones that day. Yeah, there was there was a lot of us in Melbourne. I think Gandis Cam. Um, Preeti, yeah, me. There was a lot of us that were out. Um, we got smashed that day, I think, from memory too. Um, we anyway, we went there. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Next Moving question, right Michael. Um, Billy, can you name one of the two opening bowlers that bowled for West Bend Hills that day? Oh, yes, as Hawkins. Is one correct for double points? Oh I'll give you double points if you get the other one. Double points. 
Why are you giving him more points? Stop it. I know. I'm trying to think because, again, our team was a bit whacked out that game because of all the absentees. I think, I know Simon played, but I don't think he opened the bowling. Mm. You're going to lock in Simon? No, I know. (laughs) Jules. Simon's one of the best. (laughs) That is where my brain went. Thank you, Michael. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Simon, Aaron yeah. Hawkins, and uh, Peter Fluke. Who, Fluke, uh, yeah, was my old uh, economics sparring partner at OQ. Very great uh, bowler. I played soccer with him when I was nine, I think. Shout out to trivia there for you, Michael. Um, <laughs> Fluke, you'll no doubt be organising his budget party for next year already. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, that's an inside joke that nobody else would get. Um, <laughs> no one understood that joke. <laughs> but I'll throw it in there, knowing full well that he um, he would. Does be he work for the government? What's going on? I don't know where he works. I haven't spoken to him for years. He was going to move to Sweden to be with his a long distance relationship last I heard, but I don't think he could move because of COVID. Oh, okay. Fl- yeah, Flukey, so. if you hear this, uh, hit us up on Instagram WPHCCCCCA1. Uh, let us know what's going on in your life. But we'll move on. <laughs> So you t- I'll give you two from two, Billy. Um, yeah. The last one, who umpired that day? Oh, I reckon it could have been um, the actual bloke from Kent. Uh, was it Brendan Lowndes? Brendan Lowndes is oh. correct. Three from three, what? Billy Gaunt. Yes. Was, he, was he umpiring in his official capacity or were you just short of an umpire? I I have no idea. Because that's if that's not match fixing, I don't know what is. Well, um, it is, well. We, had, we had Barry McDonald yeah. in the final that year and he gave... Some very 50-50 OBWs in our favour against Barrera. Um, okay, well, it's don't worry about that. But it's like if um, Tom Lee's dad, he umpires a lot of mm. Kentus games. I remember yeah. I remember that happened once, and the, the way that they got around that issue was that Tom Lee bowled from the other end. <laughs> how, how is that? Well, that's how that's smart. We... That's... Yeah, okay. that's, a, that's a good rebuttal. Uh, well done, Billy. You go to number one. I don't think anyone's going to top you off on that one. Could have had three for three on the stumper. You have not three been stumped. Three. Safe. Good. Safe. I hate being stumped. As a wicketkeeper, there's nothing worse. Yeah. Um, I thought it's a more, more of a batting issue. But yeah, I got gotcha. you. Probably um, just one more question from, from me. Um, is Gannis touched on this before, that we don't keep up with the lower grades. And despite um, Gannis' best efforts, because Gannis, you know, he's the type of person that walks into the club and goes to every every team and every table and choose the fat. I will all, hey, hang on. I'm going to stop you there. I will always, always say hello to Eric Dunkari and ask him how his day was. Okay. And he'll tell me and I'll go, righto, mate. And then he won't <laughs> ask me about my day and I'll walk off. Okay, well, <laughs> I've been too harsh. I want, that, I want that on record. Eric, yeah, if you think... hear this, how's your day going? <laughs> but, Billy, you really are the gateway for our, or for our side to the lower grades. Um, is there anyone other than Gunny that, um, that, is, that is coming up through the ranks that you think we should keep an eye on for future A-grade selection? I think it's a tricky one. I think there's people with potential. Um, Oh, I was actually about to quote a rival podcast, but don't do that. I will not quote a rival podcast that has not had an episode in quite a while. Well, you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, um, it's not a competition, BCG, but if it is, we are winning. Agreed, agreed. Um, I think it's a tough one. I think there's a couple of people who may be in a bit lower than A2s. I think Brent could play. Brent's got a very good eye and can hit a ball. I think he's got potential, but he would need to train. Oh, no. And. <laughs> 
Maybe get on Gannis' good side, apparently. Well, no, no, he's not on my bad side. I just, I, I'll tell you about this. Have you heard the story of, of when we first met Brent Larkin? Yeah, a, a couple of yeah, things. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk, I'll, t- I'll fill you in offline, but it's a good one. But it's not yeah. It's not okay for this PG-13 podcast. So no, we'll, we'll keep on keeping on. So you think Brent's, uh, Brent's a possible, uh, he's got to look in in the coming season. I think Burcage has got the chance. I think he is getting there. Is he bold? Yeah, he's a, he's primarily a bowler. He's picked up a okay. lot. Of, he picked up a couple of yards of pace last year, just really randomly and out of the blue. Okay. Um, I think he's almost getting to a point where he's a bit too good for B ones. So I think he needs to go up to A twos this year. But then I think he'd actually be a bowler who's better on turf because he tends to bowl a little bit too short, which on Astro turf just sits up and he gets carved out through uh, through point. Mm-hmm. I think on turf, the fact that he bowls a bit further back of a good length. Might actually be really good for him, but I think he's got potential. So they, they'd maybe be the two, and I'm maybe one of the handos. The handos get a very, very good rap. Mm. Is that yeah? Well, you know, I, all I know is Phil Hando. Phil Hando does a magnificent job. So good sperm. <laughs> Your words, not mine. <laughs> I, I do like the fact that you also like. I'm, I I like Bird Cage. He's probably one of the few people from lower grades that I have spoken to and really enjoy having a beer with. But. Um, he, I do like that your recommendation was that he does get carted a bit in B1 because he bowls too short, but he'll do better in the higher grades. <laughs> That's good from you, BCG. It's all you do with keepers on bowling advice. Yeah, perfect. He just he needs to get it in and around the cartel. Yes. Now, yeah, needs, needs Maybe, to Michael, actually, here's an idea. Oh, my God. Mm. Michael, would you consider mentoring Birdcage in uh, maybe a bit of maybe a bit of coaching? You know, one on one. Given the COVID restrictions, you are still allowed to do that. A bit of one on one coaching. Are we talking? Uh, about could you see your coaching podcasts? No, no, no. This is going to be this is going to be one on one, deep, aggressive, intense coaching, Michael mm. on Birdcage. Is that yeah, something look, you consider, happy, Michael? I'm always happy to nurture younger players. You know that, Gannis. Um, Anyone that comes into the side, it really they really come under my wing. Um, so. Well, I think that's just natural because I think anyone in the lower grades is going to look up to a guy who takes 30 wickets and A1s. I think there you go. it's just a natural Michael, Michael likes young men. That's the takeaway. <laughs> is there anything, anything else from you, Gas, before this goes first? No, uh, look, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm really happy that we got BCG on. He, um, his media training, his additions to the culture – um, it was really good to just have a, a, a catch up with him, uh, just to touch base and um, and really get to know him a little better. Michael, thank you once again for uh, for chairing uh, the pod. Um, you do a magnificent job. But listeners, as always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we're happy to hear your feedback, positive only, uh, at WPHCCCCCCA1 on Instagram. Uh, otherwise, you can call Michael directly on I just don't know his number off by heart. So look, we'll move on. Thank you all for listening and we look forward to your company next week. Thank you, Billy. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Looking forward to the season. Goodbye. Well, that'll do us, ladies and gentlemen. Another fantastic episode. Billy Charles Gaunt. What a great discussion we had today after our hiatus over a couple of last couple of weeks. Uh, make sure you get your feedback in on that because uh, that did cause some contention on uh, the delay. I know a lot of you had been reaching out to both of us directly, both Gannis and myself, on where is the podcast? Um, so it's great to be back joining you again. 
Of course, we had the news overnight, uh, emailed by the executive body, Ross Anderson, that uh, Creek New South Wales have postponed the start of the season with the current lockdowns in New South Wales. So, unfortunately, that'll postpone our start to our season. So, over the next few weeks, we are going to try and get every single person in your your A1 grade side on this podcast so you can get to know them a little bit better. So if you've got a suggestion who we should get on next week or any questions for the rest of the team, please get them into the Instagram. Positive questions only. Positive questions only. A uh, big thank you to William Charles Gaunt. He is down in Albury uh, for taking the time to chat with us today. And a big thank you as well to my co-host Luke Gandis Herzog for his research, his dedication and his dulcet tones. So on behalf of him, Luke Gannis Herzog, our guest, William Charles Gore, I'm Michael Litcher-Richards saying so long, goodbye, God bless, good luck, and most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, good punting.